Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald, and our devotional this morning is Enduring to the End, based on Matthew 24, 13. A text without a context is a pretext. The context of enduring to the end in Matthew 24, 13 is intimately tied to the 70th week of Daniel, that is the seven-year tribulation period, addressed in Matthew 24, 15. Jesus in this context emphasizes a coming time of great hatred in which his people will be killed by all nations for his name's sake. Compare Matthew 24, 9 through 12. We then read in Matthew 24, 13, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. The word saved, Greek sozo, means to be delivered or to be rescued. However, from what and in what manner is dependent upon the context. So the question becomes, is this talking about physical deliverance or spiritual deliverance? Now, some have thought that enduring to the end and thereby being saved means perseverance of the saints even to the point of death, and thus has spiritual salvation in view. It is certainly true that true believers will persevere even unto death. A cross-reference to argue for this view is found in Matthew 10.22, where the identical language is used in regard to those who will die for their faith. We read there, Matthew 10.22, And you will be hated for all. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. But we also see the same emphasis in regard to the context of the tribulation period as seen in Revelation 12.11. We read there, and they overcame him, that's uh, the devil, the Antichrist, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Uh, this defines the nature of saving faith under Antichrist. They did not love their lives to the death. Bruce Hurt says, It, that is the tribulation period, will not be a time when people profess Christ as they do in our day, where there is no significant cost for associating oneself with Christ. In that day, it could cost one their life. Years ago, I heard a testimony about a believer who came out of a context of cruel persecution in a communist country. As they came here, they expressed shock that people could actually live in a context where people professed Christ but didn't really mean it. They said that where they came from, that would never take place. They would never fake it because the cost was too high. That will certainly be true in the tribulation period under the Antichrist. People are not going to fake it if their profession is not real because it may very well cost them their life. But having said that, I would also argue that the nature of a true saving faith is the same in every dispensation. Compare Hebrews chapter 11. Romans 10.13 is said to be the verse most often used to invite sinners to receive Christ. And while that may be true, we should note that Romans 10.13 is a quote from Joel 2.32 in the Old Testament, which is prophetically found in a tribulation context in the day of the Lord. We read there, Joel 2.32, And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance. As the Lord has said, among the remnant, whom the Lord calls. 
And then quoting from that verse, Romans 10, 13, Paul says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. My point is, the nature of saving faith today is the same as saving faith that will be exercised in the tribulation period, as seen in the fact that the very same language applies to both eras. The same verse, uh, the same the same information, the, the same language is used in reference to both. The faith that saves today, as seen in Romans 10, is expressed in the same way as that which will be expressed in the day of the Lord, as seen in Joel 2.32. So, it is true that a saving faith endures to the end and will not completely or finally apostatize, but is willing even to die for Christ if necessary. Those who do this evidence the truth of being persevering saints who ultimately will go into the kingdom. William MacDonald says, Although saving faith may have lapses, it always has the quality of permanence. And John MacArthur says, It is not that a person's endurance will produce salvation, but that his endurance will be a spirit-empowered product and proof of the reality that he is saved. Endurance is always a mark of salvation. We read in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 38 and 39, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, damnation, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. This is what defines true believers. Well, having said all that, in the context of Matthew 24, the end relates to the end of the age that ushers in the coming of Christ which ties to the disciples' question about the end of the age as seen in Matthew 24, 3. The word translated end here is the Greek word telos. It refers to the ultimate end, purpose, or goal of an action. Thus, it refers to the very end of a process. It is used in context in verses 6, 13, and 14. Verse 6, the end is not yet. Verse 13, endures to the end shall be saved. Verse 14, then the end will come. As implied in verse 9, many, if not most, true believers who come to faith in the tribulation period will be killed as a universal killer hatred for them will dominate the world scene. We read in Revelation 7, 9, And after these things I looked and behold a great multitude, which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palm branches in their hands. And then in verses 13 and 14, then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes? Where did they come from? I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. An innumerable number of believers will die for their faith in the Great Tribulation. However, the language of to the end in verse 13 indicates that some believers will survive the horrors of the Tribulation and will be physically delivered to go into the kingdom. It will be these survivors who will populate the kingdom in terms of those born in the kingdom age. 
God has always had a remnant, and a surviving remnant will also come through the worst of times in human history and go into the kingdom in their physical bodies. Lawlessness will abound, and depraved hatred will universally define the world. But Satan, doing his worst, can't rid the world of God's people. The kingdom will be a mixture of mortal people who survive the tribulation, or who are born in the kingdom age, and glorified people, that is, raptured saints or resurrected Old Testament saints, living together in a most remarkable, remarkable relationship. In one form or another, all God's people are headed for the kingdom. Judgment day for the world is coming. Christ is coming. The kingdom is coming. Believers in Jesus are kingdom people. Let us live accordingly. Matthew 6.10, we are to pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. In 1 Thessalonians 2.10-12, Paul said, You are witnesses in God also how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believe. As you know how we exhorted, comforted, and charged every one of you as a father does his own children, that you would walk worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory.